Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is February the 18th, 2020. Strong hand, golden age 2020s, having hype. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin in motion. Five digit realm. We'll talk about that. Value your wealth in Bitcoin, unconfiscatable. We'll talk about that. Compete, don't complain. Hey, I'm offended by selling. Hey, you guys. Hello, my elite friends. How are you today? Beautiful day in LA. If you if you have questions, I have answers. It'll be a short show if you don't have any questions, by the way. So type them in, Bitcoin Meister, or do a super chat. Start putting them in there right now. Uh, because again, it won't be a long show if you don't have any questions. I'd love to answer some questions today. Uh, check out everything below. I've been retweeting a lot today. TechBalt, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T on Twitter. DisruptMeister.com. Watch all my old shows. And of course, This Week in Bitcoin was great on Friday. I'm working on a good one for this Friday. Maybe we'll have Bitcoin Tina on. I'm trying to trying to work some things out. We'll we'll see how that goes. So let's uh, and of, uh, unconfiscatable is on Saturday. I will be in Las Vegas on Saturday. That's linked to below. Long Beach event is on Thursday, and I will be at that talking at that, and that's linked to below. So if you have any questions about those things. You know, if you want to hang out specifically uh, at the D at a certain time, I'm getting there at like four in the freaking morning uh, on Saturday. So if you're gamble, don't gamble, pound that like button. But if you're around before the event on Saturday morning, I will be there. We can hang out or go work out in the D workout room or something. I don't know. But you can get in touch with me personally, Adam at TrezorHealth.com. And if you need a crypto consultation, email me there also. Or you can just DM me at TechBalt, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T on Twitter. And look, Robert, yeah, I am pumped up about it. And you're not the only one that thinks it should be called the Bitcoin meetup. There's there's someone out here in Southern California who, who was worried about me going to this event. He's like, Adam, it's a bunch of altcoiners. It's uh, this, that, and the other. And yeah, there are altcoiners there, but there are some good people there like Robert. And uh, and Gaston and other people. So I, I of course, I'm I'm in the area. I gotta I gotta speak. I, I'll I'll give them. Maybe there'll be all corners there. I'm giving them the hardcore Bitcoin truth. Pound that like button. Uh, Bitcoin firster. They can do their altcoin thing. I will speak about the Bitcoin. I will give them the you know just buy and hold. I it might sound boring, but remember, dudes, I was here a year ago too. I would say the same thing. It is working out well. Uh, that, that's what I'm going to say to them. There's my speech. You, you got a preview of it there, Robert. Yeah. Uh, but it'll be great to see you, Robert, and everybody in Long Beach. Uh, now, what I, I have jumped around my notes section, and I do not want to forget. The- I go to the four-digit realm. Now, I want to point something out. Here in America, we had a at least a three-day weekend. Some people made it a four-day weekend. We've gone through these periods before in in time where America has a Monday holiday and during the weekend, there's like no 
Americans aren't messing around with Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. And the price drops. The fiat price drops. And then magically, magically, the morning that all the Americans go back to work, whoop, it goes up. We, we've seen this a few times now. And I don't think it's a coincidence. I don't, I don't think it's a coincidence at all. Um, you know, low volume weekends. We've, we've had some prices go down. Americans dominate this space. Maybe that's what we should conclude. As I don't want you worrying about what's a four-digit realm, what's a five-digit realm. Oh, my Lord, it's $9,800. Oh, the world is ending. It's Sunday. It's some type of reason. If it's one of those three-day, four-day holidays, Christmas vacation, uh, just think about that. The Americans aren't uh, doing their thing, aren't silly trading. Okay. What was the first meetup you ever went to, Roman Hughes said? Oh, beautiful question. I did it large. I, I went large. I decided, you know, I'm in this Bitcoin thing. It's 2015. I got to go to an event now. Um, and people like to talk about Africa being the next big thing in crypto. I went to South Africa. I went to the first ever uh, Bitcoin conference in uh, South Africa, in uh, Cape Town. I had never been to Africa before. I'd never been to a Bitcoin event before. And it was a great decision. And it was a great adventure and a great time. I met Lorian Gamaroff. I saw Vinny Lingham for the first time. I met Abe Cambridge. Uh, all three of those dudes have been on the show since then. Apparently, Fluffy Pony was there, and I didn't notice him, but I didn't know who he was then either. Uh, so yeah, I went, and it's go back into the archives, disruptmeister.com. You can see me. I have like a one-minute video of me outside in Cape Town saying, I'm at the Bitcoin event. I'm at the Bitcoin uh, conference, the African Bitcoin conference. Uh, that was it was a good time. It was uh, five years ago now. Wow. So, yeah, five years ago was the first event I ever uh, attended. And that was the and then the second one was in Prague. And the third one was in Chicago. I met Cone. All, and those were all in 2015. They were all in succession. They were all between April and July of 2015. Those uh, those three events, which were great. Uh, I'm very happy. I went to all three of those events. Just, uh, but after that, I didn't need to go to. You know, did, I got I got a full range of uh, from that America, foreign, um, Africa, Europe. I got it all. And so after that, it, it was when I I get invited to events. Now I go to events. It's it, it changed since, and I grew. You know, I wasn't very well known back in uh, 2015. At that at that point, I wasn't the the Bitcoin Meister yet. Exactly. Um, but uh, so things things have changed. So Cass says, uh, you said you want to have a son one day, but without involving, this is not a question for this show. It, this is a Saturday question. Without involving a biological mother, when you have Bitcoin, you can pay for anything. You can pay a woman to have your kid. I mean, uh, if you're a Bitcoin millionaire or whatever in the future. So that's why if someone, if you're a person concerned about having a son one day, et cetera, et cetera. And you're an outside the box thinker. Yeah, your Bitcoin will be able to buy you a woman and a kid one day. Uh, so, but the, the, the rest of the, the question, uh, do you need a father and all that? That's for Saturday's show, man. Come on. Um, so, all right. So try to stick on Bitcoin, guys. And I know, Cass, you're, you're curious, but just wait till Saturday or next Saturday because this Saturday might be a little different. All right. So let us, uh, Steel Horse says, Bitcoin Meister, where were you for the last halving? I was in New York City. I went to the, the party in Brooklyn. It was uh, like 20 guys. It was a sausage fest. 
So not going to be <laughs> Tel Aviv is going to be the opposite of that. Okay. And, but it was a good time in Brooklyn. I met some interesting, uh, interesting character that day. Um, but, and it just put, puts it all in perspective. Actually, just go to my, the, the archives, disruptmeister.com. You can see all this stuff. Uh, but no, the Tel Aviv party is linked to below May 21st, going to be huge. Obviously, the, the having's a few days before that. I'll be in Tel Aviv then too. Maybe I'll just jump out in the middle of the street the second the having happens at three in the morning or whatever, or I'll do a live show. I, I remember there was a website where like a rocket went off the minute a, a, a cartoon rocket went off the, the, the minute the 2016 having started. There was someone at the having event. Again, it was a 20-man sausage fest. There was some guy there. He didn't even know what the having was. He's like, yeah, I'm just coming to this event, whatever. I heard I heard about Bitcoin. I mean, that's how early on we were. <laughs> Everything was back in 2016. Wow, good, good, good memories. Uh, okay, so we talked, we talked about the having part. Okay, let, let's get to the – I'm glad you guys are asking questions before I can even – get to the meat and potatoes here, the things I wanted to talk about. Nick Zabo, I, I mispronounced his name, sorry. Uh, he has, this is this is actually old. This is from January, but I just discovered it. But it is good, man. You can securely control neither your land nor your digitally centralized financial assets without the help of government. Thus, the locality and importance of legal ownership in these things. Very good point. If you're going to own stocks and bonds and, and real estate, you need to be in a country where you know they're not going to steal it from you, okay, where they can just change the rules on you one day. And this happens, unfortunately, in countries, that this does happen a lot. So that's why people like the United States because we assume that, no, they'll never take the land from us and they'll never, the government will never uh, take our take ownership of our bank accounts or our, or, or our stock accounts. Okay. Uh, now, but they can, though. they can, you are trusting in the government and again, and it matters if you're going to own land, it matters where you're going to own land. It matters where you live. And then his point is you can securely control your globally seamless Bitcoin without the help of the government. Okay. So you can be in America and you're, it, and be a Bitcoin owner. You could be in a Zimbabwe and be a Bitcoin owner. It, it makes it doesn't matter at all how corrupt the government is. It's a good, but it does matter. It, it matters a lot uh, in terms of land. Uh, speaking of Zimbabwe, he's had land redistribution, redistribution, land land grabs. South Africa has proposed land grabs. Uh, you 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 with th that is the beauty. And if and if you're uncomfortable with your Bitcoin in a country, then you just leave with your Bitcoin and you go to a new country. Because it doesn't matter what country you're in. You can't do that with your real estate. You can't do that with your stocks and bonds. That it, it, it can be, it's it can be taken away from you. Your bank account can be taken away from you. So I, I really like. Uh, I'll read it again. You can securely control neither your land nor your digitally centralized financial assets without the help of the government. Bitcoin, you don't need the help of the government. You don't need the permission of the government. You don't need to trust the government. To own, if you control your private key, um, you, you don't don't need the government at all, and that is a beautiful thing. That that that's why Bitcoin is the asset to hold because the other ones, every single one, 
you re- rely a little bit on the government, on the government being fair and, and, and true. And hey, I don't, I don't think, I think the United States government uh, is a pretty well. The the way the United States is run compared to the other countries of the world, we've got some freedom here. Okay, and I don't an- anticipate confiscations and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but we've had. Uh, we, we do have uh, money printing, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I'm not here to rely on the United States government. I'm here on the, to rely on me. Personal responsibility is a new counterculture. That is Bitcoin. doesn't matter where it is. And if you get uncomfortable in a country, you take the Bitcoin with you. Uh, okay, I talked about the, the halving. But check out that, that tweet. Good, good, uh, good thoughts there. Now, here is another tweet from... What do we got here? So yeah, the, the, the Tel Aviv stuff is linked to below. Surfer Jim. I, I, I like the vibe of this tweet, but I want to add something to it. Personal responsibility is new counterculture, says Tech Vault. Every day on the every day on the one Bitcoin show. Yeah, I try to say it every day, but not every day. Definitely worth a watch or a listen. Thank you. One day, he says, this is Surfer Jim saying, one day personal responsibility will be the norm. And grifters will be shunned for their mooching. No, I, I, I don't think personal responsibility will be the norm one day. No, it, uh, most people will uh, continue to rely on the government. Uh, most people are 80 percenters. That's just the way it is. Uh, they don't produce very much. Uh, that they want the easy way. So, and will will they be shunned uh, for their mooching? Well, people are, if you're in the Bitcoin overlay, you're already shunning people for their mooching. <laughs> there, there are plenty of people that shun the moochers. I don't want anything to do with moochers. I, I stick, I stay away from them. I call out the welfare uh, addicts. I, I don't want anything to do with them. But uh, no, personal responsibility will always be something of the counterculture. It, a lot of people are going to get into Bitcoin. A lot of people will learn about uh, personal responsibility. But the majority will always be what they are right now. Uh, you, you can call them whatever they are. We want to 80 percenters, people who rely on others, haters, scapegoaters, et cetera, et cetera. That's blamers, complainers. That's them. That's that's the majority of people. I don't see that that changing. Hey, it, it's good to dream that maybe everyone could uh, care about personal responsibility. Take per- But no, that's just it's not going to happen. And hey, that's the way of life. Make the most of it. You're the Bitcoin overlay. Because when others aren't taking personal responsibility, you have an advantage over them. They're not in motion. They're not trying to improve themselves. You, you are. You're trying to improve yourself. You're, you're ahead in the game. Okay, so let's let's talk about the game. No other, uh, no other com. Uh, we got people commenting, but we don't have people asking questions. Remember, you got to type in Bitcoin Master or do the super chat to support the show. Oh, there we go, Tom K. No, no, <laughs> that's a joke. You said all right. Tom K has, I assume this is a joke. What's your 2020 price prediction for Tron? I, I, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt there and, and, and say that you're, that's a big funny joke based on, you know, the, I, I don't, I don't do price predictions and I obviously think Tron is hilarious and uh, uh, just, you know, it's, it's just the flavor of the month type of coin, etc. cetera. Uh, all right. So giving you the benefit of the doubt there. But that is a funny joke if it's if you meant it, if you meant it to be ironic, and I, I assume you do. Okay, so uh, Steel Horse twenty uh, twenty. Before we talk about uh, someone who probably said the Bytron, we're going to talk about this uh, this James 
I never talked about James Altucher before, okay? But I, I want to talk about him today because he's not in the news now, but I'm bringing him up. So Steel Horse says, MWC wallet got hacked on Hotbit. All trading suspended in all accounts with MWC frozen, including one. No, okay, so I don't know. I just read what you said. I don't know if the MWC wallet got hacked on Hotbit. I have not been told that at all. So I, I'm not, I, I just read what that dude Steel Horse said. So don't, don't take that as like confirmed by Adam Meister. I just read what he said there. What I've been saying for what we've all known for a while is that Hotbit keeps on sh shutting down the MWC wallet. Why anyone would keep anything at Hotbit is beyond my understanding. So if it got hacked, it got hacked, whatever. It's not really that big of a deal. You shouldn't have been keeping anything there in the first place. Um, and at this point, I would think that most people that got that for free uh, already dumped it because the price is so ridiculous at this point. Um, I don't see how anyone could have held on to it. And congratulations for the people that were able to hang on to it and, until it, you got like a 10% return. Again, MWC was a crypto dividend that a bunch of people got, for, that we all got for free if you signed up for it. And so now it's... Uh, I don't, I don't know the hot pit situation. I, I guess I can uh, look into it uh, tomorrow. People are curious. Uh, if you still have some left, Andy Hoffman says he can sell it to the one guy who buys it. Uh, we talked about that on yesterday's show. And I, I, and I hope to dear God, to, Hasha, to Hashem Almighty, that no one is, is buying that, what you got for free, especially when it's like 26 bucks and there's only one entity buying it. Okay, City in the Sky said, Bitcoin Meister, do you think coronavirus fears will attract safe haven investors to Bitcoin? Uh, a few. Yeah, it, it'll make a little bit. It, or speculators, speculators trying to scare people that, oh, look, look uh, this is the time when you buy Bitcoin, when things are going bad in China. So it, it, I think coronavirus will have a good effect on Bitcoin. I, I think a, a positive. It, it probably will be very small, but it could be big. It could, could be bigger. So, but will people really... Use it as a true safe haven asset saying, oh, man, I'm scared about getting sick. I think the world is going to end. I'm going to I need to buy Bitcoin to, to be safe. I don't know. I, I think it'll be more just speculators just telling that story and hoping that people buy the story. OK, so my good question there. Good, 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 good question. And uh, and I, I and, and, and a Saturday show type of note, uh, I do not think uh we will have any problem. And I've said this many times in the Saturday show. No, no problems in the United States with that thing. Don't, don't worry about it. Wherever you are in the Western world, if you're watching this right now, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't let it affect your Bitcoin buying. Don't let it affect most. Don't let it affect your head. Okay. Because there are Bitcoiners out there. All they're doing is tweeting about this thing. They're worrying about it 24 seven and they live in Western countries. It's, it's ludicrous to worry about it. <laughs> okay, we, we have proper sanitation facility. It's coming out that it's it's spread through fecal matter, through people who just are not very cleanly. Oh, well. Um, and yeah, I think it's going to have, it's going to be, it could be really bad if you live in China. That's, that's not a Western country. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about this. Uh, but I'm not too worried. I, I, it's not something, I, I'm not a, uh, I, it's not something I'm concerned about. Not something I, and I don't think people really in the Western countries should be going spastic over this thing. Strong hands is crypto, crypto native. Dude, I'm talking about your video at the end of this video, by the way. It's linked to below. 
crypto natives video. We're going to talk about it at the at the very end of the show. It's it's in the it's in the notes section. I'm not just pulling this out of my backside, dude. I'm, I was going to talk about you. All right, so this James Ultrasher, remember him? Remember the dude with that the fro and the, the frizzy hair, and he had advertisements everywhere, everywhere on YouTube. Every it was horrible. When I don't remember, it was 2017 or 2018. I, I it was it was during the craze. Okay, it was probably 2017. Doesn't matter when it exactly was. So he's got, I discovered, well, I'm on ThinkSpot. ThinkSpot is the social media competitor to Facebook and YouTube and everything that Jordan Peterson was supposed to put together that was supposed to be so great. And finally, I got permission to be on there. And so I'm searching around it. I'm not too impressed with ThinkSpot, okay? Not too impressed at all. It's like a blog with a, it's a nice looking blog for a bunch of people who Jordan Peterson, I guess, liked. One of whom is this guy. <laughs> and so this guy, James Ultracher, who some people like, okay, you can like him. Um, I, I read this blog post, which is also, and it's from like a half year ago. And this is what I'm reading on ThinkSpot now. It's also available. Everything that James puts on ThinkSpot is on James's blog also. So this kind of doesn't make ThinkSpot very special. If you can read everything, if everyone's just using – if these so-called thought leaders or whatever you want to call them in ThinkSpot are just using ThinkSpot to repost stuff they have at other places, I'm not saying all of them are doing that, but that's what James Altucher is doing it. Then what's the point of ThinkSpot? Okay, that was kind of like a Saturday tangent there. But, I mean, some people have asked me what I think of ThinkSpot. Well, now you know. Not too much at this point. Um, but, like, you know, buy my newsletter to learn about my alt, what my altcoin picks and all this nonsense – um, and he does admit in this blog post that after the ads ran, he did become depressed or it really affected, it, it did affect him. So he had guilt. He knew that these ads were so, and he admits it, it. You read the blog post. I want everybody to read his blog post because some of it is definitely coming from the heart. Okay. Um, he, he made, he, he thought it was scammy looking. It was scammy looking. Um, he admits that. The, the nice guys aren't going to get attention, so he had to hire a marketing agency to make it as like gross as possible. Now, I always consider this, Jane, when I saw these, these advertisements, and, and just go back to it, 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 it really painted a scammy picture of the guy. I thought he was just like a, a Ty Lopez, make it, fake it until you make it type of guy. That he was just getting into cryptocurrency because it was a hot thing, and uh, – you know, and he was selling a newsletter about it. And he's, I mean, you can still say, he says he spent $60 million on the ads. He, but he's not sure if it was $60 million or not. He's not sure exactly. Dude, you should have just bought Bitcoin with that $60 million. And, and then you wouldn't be, you wouldn't feel being feeling guilty. And I think part of the post is, you know, there's some mind games he's trying to play to make the 80 percenters. I'm bringing this up. The, he says the ads were slimy, and uh, that's how you—that's how you get the attention of eighty percenters. He basically said he didn't call them eighty percenters, and he does say that the slimy—it worked. Everything he did that he feels bad about, it worked. It got people to buy his thing. It got him the attention he wanted. Again, I think spending millions and millions of dollars on those very annoying ads—it it, would have been better for his health and his wealth to just buy the Bitcoin, but it worked. 
And this is what you must remember, people. Slimy stuff, it works with the 80 percenters. There's a lot of slimy individuals. There are a lot of liars in this space. And they use similar techniques to what he used. And they all work. They all work. So always use your head when you're watching this stuff. If it's slimy, it isn't worth your time, okay? And this is how some of the project, the so-called, you know, the ego coins, the, the fake Toshis, this is how they stick around because people buy, people buy this stuff. They don't, they, don't, they don't think it works. The slime works. Read his thing. He, he, he takes some responsibility, but I would not say he's a personal responsibility type of guy. He tries to say, well, I did this. I was doing this project to help the space. Okay, dude. No, take responsibility. You were trying to sell a newsletter. You're trying to you're trying to make money, and you went by any means possible. You were trying to make money, and you really went, you went beyond the line, and and a lot of people got angry at you, and you have to deal with it. You have to deal. This is where the big boys play. If people hate you. People hate you, um, and I have to deal with it too. If he wants to return to the space and and do crazy things like that, well, we're gonna have to deal with him again. Uh, I, I would just ignore him like I did last time uh, because it, it, it was a wild and wacky time when he was getting his uh, promo. I, I thought to myself, like, how can anyone believe a word of what this dude is saying? And the, it appears that he really might be on a higher level than like a Ty Lopez person. He might actually be a smart guy. But this really just like brought him down so many levels and, and, and just – you're not going to think much better of him after reading this thing. But I do want you to read this thing because it gives you insight into how you make these 80 percenters do ridiculous things, get into altcoins, think you're a guru, think you know so much about this. He didn't know. He was making it all up. He said he he says, I was just trying to keep people away from the 95 percent scams. Well, but then he was pumping other random altcoins that you know had no basis in reality. There. All right. So. Hey, I, I was glad to find this post and read a get a little bit into his mind because I was always I, I did always have it in the back of my mind like what was that dude thinking? But but if he really spent and he doesn't know that he spent sixty million or not, that's a that's hard to believe. That's that's really hard to believe. No. Okay, so uh, Sam, it's a good read though. It's a good it's it's an interesting read if you're interested in psychology of the eighty percenter and why guy there are going to be more and more people like him. And I don't think he was trying to be – he was not trying to be bad. He was not trying to be a bad a bad actor. Some of these people are definitely trying to be bad actors. And, and uh, they'll be able to do, they'll be able to fool people because they use the same techniques that he uses, it used in there. The slimy, like, guaranteed profits. <clears throat> Where have you heard that before? On whose, uh, on whose Zimbabwe coin website have you heard that before? Now, Sand Lux – but, hey, it, it's real simple, dudes. Long-term thinking. Don't be impulsive to buy into stuff like that, and you'll be fine with the Bitcoin. All right. In your experience, what U.S. city is the most uh, crypto-friendly? Well, the most crypto people that I encounter is Los Angeles. Um, that you know, there's not different. There, you know, there's no, crypto-friendly would kind of imply regulation, and and the regulation is the same within the United States. Uh, Seattle was fun. <laughs> I liked. Uh, I thought Seattle was. That was a good meetup they had up there. What's up, Gary? And uh, well, Los Angeles. I'll just go with Los Angeles. 
<laughs> I'll tell you, my hometown of Baltimore is like, there's nothing. <laughs> it's not crypto friendly. They don't know about crypto yet. I don't think they found out about it in Baltimore yet. <laughs> but uh, yeah, LA is crypto. LA has many meet. LA is. LA is the answer because it has many meetups. And um, you said crypto friendly. They're all, they're altcoin freaks here too. Um, yeah, LA. LA is decentralized, baby. LA is, it's the very representation of what Bitcoin is supposed to be. It's decentralized. And it's a its a unique beast. LA, the people in LA are a unique beast. Okay, fellow world citizen says, looking forward to the day Bitcoin Meister will have 17K subscribers. That would be super bullish, waiting for over two years now. Yeah, man, it, it takes a while, doesn't it, man? In, in this, when you're, when you're talking Bitcoin and you're not doing fancy sets or graphics, you know, I'm, I'm glad you're monitoring my subscribers for me. Are you, um, uh, one thing you don't value your wealth in subscribers that's, and you know, that fellow world citizen, of course you value your wealth in Bitcoin. And I can tell you, I can tell you, uh, my, my subscribers, uh, have been uh, stagnant. Definitely. Well, new people come, old people go, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But you know, my Bitcoin that, that, that hasn't been uh, steady or going down. That's, uh, that's been going up. That's what that's what it boils down to, baby. You got to value your wealth in Bitcoin. So uh, the the altcoiners get the uh, they get the subscribers definitely. They definitely the fancy sets and graphics get the uh, subscribers. Um, but do they get the Bitcoin? I practice what I preach here, baby. I tell you to get that Bitcoin, and I get that Bitcoin. Crypto dividends, baby. Thank you. All right, Al. Oopsie. What happened to Al KZ's question? Al KZ says. Um, I did a fantasy football draft at the D. They have a good Wi-Fi in their conference room suites. Well, it's going to be on the 12th floor, I, I, I was told. Were you on the 12th floor? I stayed at the D and my hotel room back in 2016, linked to below, it was around September 11th. Well, not, we'll check out the archives. It's not directly linked to below, disrealmeister.com. I, I remember it was a pretty good connection inside the uh, hotel room. So I'm really, I'm. I, you could do a show from there, Stronghand. Well, that, that's what I, I, I hope so, Al, Al KZ. I, I, I really do hope, but I don't, I've had bad experiences in these communal uh, spaces at, at various events before where it's, it's, it gets really bad. So what, were you on the 12th floor there? Were you in the conference room on the 12th floor of the, of the D? Does that, I mean, that's where I might be mistaken about this 12th floor. My, my, the person who's playing this all out for me said to go to the 12th floor. Maybe that's just where I pick up my badge at. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't have a perfect memory. When I was at the D, I don't remember what the elevator said. You know, in the elevator, it says lobby level, workout level, pool level. I, I don't remember a 12, a special 12 being a special floor, but I, I who can remember such a thing? I do remember. I do remember going to the workout room. That was on a completely, that was like on the third floor or something like that. I don't, I don't. Who wants to hear me talk about my my memories of the D? But thank you. Let, let's let's hope we can do uh, some some wacky, fun, different stuff. And I'm bringing my good camera with me so I can tape. Maybe I can tape some shows and, and upload them later. Yes, I I have one nice thing. I have that one camera that was part of a project that never got off the ground. But hey, whatever. Um, now let's see. You've seen me do shows with that camera. I've uploaded shows with that camera in the, in the past. 
went to uh, disruptmeister.com. Go to, go to those old ones. Some of the teaching videos I did were with that camera where I was talking about uh, best practices or something with, with Bitcoin. I think 2018, 2017, I did those. All right, deferral of gratification video from Crypto Native is linked to below. He, he, he talks about sacrifice. That's, that's one fit way of, uh, of saying what the de- deferral of gratification is. Uh, it's good. It's a good video. I like when people talk about deferral of gratification because that's, if you've got good uh, deferral of gratification skills, you're going to end up with a lot of Bitcoin. And so uh, he, he, he copied me on his tweet. I retweeted it. And so it's linked to below, people. All right. That is it. I don't think we've any. We've got people. We got Vention in there. We don't. Okay, no one else asking questions. That is the end of the show. I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Remember to subscribe to this channel, like this video, share this video. Check out the links below. Pound that like button. Bang that bell button. And I will say hi to you dudes in the chat right now. All right.